and welcome to Massive Attack. Welcome to my world, episode 14. I'm your host, Mitch, and with me, as always, is my friend and co-host, Joe. Hey, Mitch. How are you? I'm great. Until great. I watch this movie. Oh, come on. Now, welcome to my world. These are the little mini-sodes that we do. We just have a quick little chat about something, just a topic-based thing. And that topic this time is a film that we chose to watch because it popped up that it was 35 years old. 35 years old. And it's like, I remember liking that. Hmm. Well, I thought I did. And you the same? Yes. Yeah. I I can remember having a fondness for this movie. Now, admittedly, I liked this because it was early days of having a video. Have we got a video? We've ta- I've talked about in the past that Rosio Home Videos had trailers, and this was one of the trailers. Hmm. And there was a, a classic scene in it that I remember, and it was the funniest thing ever, and it's like, yeah, I love this movie. All right, let's name the movie. It's Valley, Valley Girl, Girl. Hmm. starring Nicolas Cage. In his first role as Nicolas Cage, I think. He had yes. been in one movie before this, but as I think he was Nick Coppola or something, yep. or whatever his real name is. Mm-hmm. But this is his first official movie as Nicolas Cage. Yeah. Hmm. But it's got nothing to do with the Frank Zappa song. No. And that predates the movie? Uh, I, I think it came out sort of around the same time because okay. there was a bit of a lawsuit that oh. Frank tried to stop them from using the name. Only I think they got thrown out of court because Valley Girl is just a term for girls Someone that live in valleys. valleys. Yeah. And, and Valley Girls are what you'd call what? Mm. Preppies, the equivalent of a preppy girl? Yeah, I think so. It's all set in the, is it the San Fernando Valley in Los Angeles? Where all the kind of richy type kids Middle live. class to rich. It's not Beverly yeah. Hills. It's, it's, no. They're, they're well-to-do, but they're not upper-upper hmm. or anything like that. Yeah, so before we jump too much into the movie, we'll do what we normally do, and we'll talk about our history of the movie. Now, as you said, I, I think I saw this more in video. I never remember it coming out at the cinema because obviously it came out in 1983 and I would have been, what, 12 years old. So I probably wasn't going to see movies like this at the cinema. It I had th- boobs in it. Well, I was shocked yeah. to see that again. It was like, oh, I, I think I saw this probably sort of later 80s. I definitely can remember seeing it on video when I was in high school mm-hmm. and I can remember watching it a lot. Oh, okay. Yeah, I don't. I saw it the once from memory. That's it. So. Well, there were scenes that I really remembered and there was... Definitely remember the soundtrack, didn't you? Yeah, I was about to say there was definitely songs in the soundtrack that I really remembered, especially Josie Cotton, because I think she was a thing in the early 80s and she's actually in the movie as well as having a couple of songs in the soundtrack. No idea. But anyway. I even watched the film and she was performing live in it and I still have no idea. Hmm. So a bit of a rundown of the film itself. Okay. It was directed by Martha Coolidge, who went on to direct Real Genius a couple of years mm-hmm. after this, did a bunch of TV episodes, and I think she was the president of the American Film Association or some film guild for a little while later on. Cool. And I think she directed some kids' films, some okay. kids' TV. Yep. I didn't know the name when I read it. No. So yeah, I don't think she went on to be someone super famous. No. And it revolves around the titular Valley Girl, who was played by Deborah Foreman, who again, the face looked familiar, but but couldn't tell you what else she'd been in, and obviously Nicolas Cage. And it's kind of loosely based on Romeo and Juliet. No. Well, kind of. Well, maybe it's kindly based on West Side Story, maybe, if you want to look that way. No. But it's a whole, (laughs) someone from the rich side meeting up with someone from the wrong side of the tracks. So they they say in the wiki that he's a Hollywood punk, but there is nothing punk about Nicholas Cage. He's made out like spray painted coloured hair. Hair. Mm. That must be punk. And he had pressed slacks. Yeah. Maybe that was punk at the time. Maybe it was. Yeah. Mm, Maybe it's a new wave punk. Maybe it was not, you know, anarchy punk. No, it's definitely not the Mohawks and Safety Pins punk. Yeah. So maybe it's a a late new wavey sort of thing. 
Hmm. He wasn't a preppy, that's for sure. No, and that's that's what the whole premise is. Because the main girl, she she dumps her boyfriend before the show even the movie even starts or something, isn't it? No, so, no, I think she dumps them right at the very start. They're on the beach. They dump them. She kind of sees a boy on the beach and catches his eye, and sort of they smile at each other, and that turns out to be Nicolas Cage. Yeah. They go to a party, and Nicolas Cage gate crashes the party with his mate. Yeah, and he gets beat up. And gets beat up, yeah, mm-hmm. because. Obviously, the boyfriend sort of sees that she's flirting with him a little bit and decides that this guy doesn't look right and yep. doesn't want him at the party. And he, I mean, he has a pop collar polo shirt. Yeah. There's a couple of double pop collars in there as well. There was, wasn't there? Yes, it's, it's very preppy. And he was wearing the traditional 80s movie preppy gimmick with the you know, polo shirt and khakis, mm-hmm. kind of like what I used to wear in the 80s. And the, and the hair curtains, haircuts. So yep. Yeah. Mm. Ultimate preppy. Mm. But from there, I, as I said, I can remember watching this movie when I was probably a teenager, and I, and I quite liked it. But I would put it in the same vein as all the other you know, John Hughes teenage movies mm. I watched when I was a kid. I mean, it's closer to Pretty in Pink than West Side Story in but, that way. But then watching it now, it isn't. It's a lot more adult. Like, as you said, there's boobs, there's swearing, mm. there's very adult concepts of, like, drug taking and people from the wrong side of the tracks, but it's just very stalky. Well, yeah, it's not cool. And watching it with the wife was quite interesting because she just took all the negative tones to it, which the, they're there. Oh, yeah, for sure. Because <laughs> um, you've got the commanding or well, the controlling boyfriend that she dumps at the start. Yeah. And he's still trying to control her even though they're not together anymore and he's screwing around with other people at the Yeah, hitting time. on her best friend. And then she starts going out in Nicolas Cage and they're having fun. Mm. You know, Karate Kid style. They're going out and having a montage of entertaining things to do. But before you jump into them going out, just the fact that how he convinces her to go oh, out with them. Oh, sorry. Yeah, you're right. So so they're at the party. He gets beat up by a bunch of preppies because a few hold him down and one beats him up and they kick him out. Yep. He gets angry and we do get a- How did it get burned? Yeah, we do yeah, get a classic. We, we get the beginning of some Crazy Cage where we sort of go, oh, there's a little cage there there's a little bit of we can the the good cage so i like to call it <laughs> and he goes no i want to go back to the party fuck you so he goes back with his mate and he sneaks into the t- into the bathroom yep through the bathroom window and he hides in the shower and people are coming in taking dumps well we don't see them take dumps but but we know it's happening it's happening people are going in there's people going in and screwing there's people going in taking drugs there's people going in to touch up their makeup but yeah i'm sure people have gone in and taken dumps yeah. mm. but we don't see that but he's just sort of freaking out what's he going to do and every time someone walks in is it her no it isn't and it's a bit stalky it's oh, a bit, cr- a bit creepy. very stalky and she just comes in to powder her nose literally well not literally but she's Touching up her makeup. I don't know if she was touching up her makeup, then was about to go have a shit. I think, I think she was. That's when he sort of came out and talked to her, and she was she was a little freaked, as you would be. Yep. When you got Nicolas Cage just <laughs> showing up in the toilet. Exactly. You try to pinch a loaf, and suddenly yeah. Nicolas Cage turns up. But she seems okay with it. Like he sort of sweet talks her into going, you know, I did this for you, and she's sort of impressed and all that sort of stuff. And then he bops her on the nose and pop, jumps out the window, and they. That's yeah. how they start courting. Hmm. And her and her mate go and meet up with him and his mate, and then they, they go driving, go on a little hang adventure. out all night. Hmm. Back um, to Hollywood. Oh, that's right. And, and her parents. Yes. It's worth talking about this movie. So her parents run a health food store. Yeah. And he looks like Sonny Ono. The dad's played by Frederick Forrest, I think his name is. Yeah, and he was, was the original captain from 21 Jump Street. 21 Jump Street, yeah. yeah. Playing almost the same sort of hippie character. Yeah. And the mum looked almost the same age as the daughter. Now, this is very Hollywood where you've got your 17 year olds. I think. I think what, reading the wiki, aren't they meant to be middle school? Yeah. 
Not seniors? Yeah, they are. And then later on, they actually do say that they're in middle school. And there's scenes where she's trying to do driver's ed. So she's like 16. Meant to be 16. Uh, She looks 27. Hmm. And her mum looks 28. (laughs) But apparently they are 12 years apart. No, that was the other character. Oh, okay. We'll get to that. So, yeah, it's it's... So that she's got these free loving sort of parents. They're a bit open, and <laughs> when she comes home and her mum's doing yoga, it's quite quite yeah, opening, uh, very opening. <laughs> uh, funny, they're they're pretty cool, except when she comes home after being out all night with this guy from the wrong side of the tracks. Hmm. So they're not as open to the idea of her hanging out with Nicolas Cage because he is a you know LA punk because hmm. he's got his pleats. In his pants. And he has got an army jacket on oh, with well, the epilepsy yeah. on his shoulders undone, so they're hanging over his shoulders. It's true. If anything, though, if you're going to be afraid of Nicolas Cage dating your daughter, I would say it's because of his strangely waxed chest hair that yeah. you see when he's on the beach. I mean, and it's, it's closer to Terry Bollea's or Hulk Hogan's. <laughs> Before he became Hulk Hogan in WWF, you ever see him, he had like the atom bomb shaped, shaved into his chest hair. Yeah. This is sort of like a mini version of that. I was thinking it looked almost like a love heart. <laughs> But it's it's enough to want to watch this movie just to see his chest hair. Yeah, or not watch it and find a picture of it online. Well, there that, might be that one. Probably is hopefully. But yeah, so they start dating. Her friends get upset because she's dating this guy from he's not from the valley. The, not from the valley. Yeah, he's from Hollywood, mm. and it's just that sort of weird sort of scenario. Yeah, so they're, they're doing okay, and then all of a sudden they're not because their friends are sort of saying, you know, oh, ditch him. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, if you hang out with him, you'll never get to go to the cool parties. You won't be able to bring him anywhere. And um, so she breaks up with him and he gets angry. So, oh, you're breaking up because you're friends or is it your parents and all this? And then he turns into a controlling asshole as well. And that's a weird montage of him being everywhere she's going. Like she goes to the movies and there he is giving out the tickets and goes to a restaurant and there he is as a waiter. And it's just like, what the? Exactly. (laughs) What are you doing? How are you getting all these uniforms? Is there, is there knocked out people in the back room no, that he's still is. on there at uniforms? Or? He, he did his karate on them. Yeah, and she's sort of laughing at it, but she's sort of looking a bit freaked at the same time. And by this stage, she's kind of got back together with her old boyfriend because he's has got a prom because yeah. it finishes at the prom. I do like that as a trope. It's a very good trope. And that's where Josie Cotton is the band at the prom. Mm. And, yeah, they, they sort of get named prom king and queen. So they're at the wings of the stage. You're about to get announced. Not Nicholas Cage. So no, no, no. The, the ex-boyfriend. Is and it Julie? Julie Richmond, I think her character's name sure. is. Sure. Sounds great. Yeah. And Nicholas Cage is stalking her again. Yeah. So he turns up and he confronts them in the wings. So they're, they're doing this big speech. It's, it's a comedic thing where the, I don't know if the teacher's drunk or not, but she's getting all nostalgic and emotional. Yeah. So that's all happening. So they're in the wings. So they start having a bit of argy-bargy. And then this is the bit that I remember from the trailer and what made me want to watch this film. So they get the argy-bargy going and they're about to have a fight and one guy sort of pulls these karate moves and the other guy just kicks him in the gut, basically. Nicholas Cage kicks him in the yeah, gut. Yeah, and I remember that being the bit that I saw in the trailer. Going, I want to watch this movie because of that scene because it's mm-hmm. funny. And I still laughed at it, so yeah. full credit that And then way. it devolves into a food fight because every 80s movie needed a yeah, food fight. Like, literally, they, they storm onto the stage as a fight, they fall down and, like you said, a food fight for no... Because first, when they first walk into the prom, there is like a big long trestle table that has like aluminium foil over the top of it and a tray full of chips. It's not a bowl of chips. It's like spread out long ways. And for some reason, they then throw these chips at each other. And then I think there's dip, guacamole or something. Yeah, something and they and it's getting, green. He's it's wearing a, like this pale paisley suit. And he very artificial looking mm. green. But 
I can't remember how it ended now. We only watched it a week ago. Well, was that it? The evil boyfriend had got a limo to take them to. Oh, that's right. The prom, and then they were going to go and have a post prom surprise, and he'd sprung for a room at the Sheridan or something. Post prom surprise was my special the- move when I was a stripper. <laughs> but anyway, so yeah, they're they're going to go and have this night in a hotel. But Nicolas Cage and Julie jump in the, the limo and drive his off. Limo and, and drive off. And it ends with just the credits. Them driving off to hmm. Van Nuys or something stupid. But, yeah, I don't know. Other than that, though, there is a, a weird sort of side plot that's going on with one of the other male characters. Yes. Who works as a delivery boy. Mm. And one of the girl's friends who lives with her mum, who, again, looked probably not much older than yeah, her. Yeah, she and was the one that was 12 years older. Yeah. yeah. But there's this whole sort of weird Mrs. Robinson, Stifler's mom before Stifler's mom was a thing, yeah. where she's trying to pick up this 16-year-old Well, he delivers and he's flirting and she's flirting back and he's not really picking up on the flirting and it just doesn't, nothing happens. Yeah. It's like, I think it's time you... Go back to work. And then there's a scene later on where he rings her place because they're having a slumber party. Very um, revealing under, undergarments of these girls having their slumber party. That's probably my favourite scene in the movie, But actually. that's another scene that I do remember a lot, and I'll talk about that in just a moment. He ends up ringing the house, trying to get the mum, but the daughter answers, and she's got the hots for him, and she gets all confused. Oh, he likes you. He must like you. He rang you, and all this sort of stuff. And it's sort of weird. And then you get a scene later on. She's in the shower, or well, there's, a woman, yeah, the there's shower. a woman in the shower. There's a woman in the shower. He turns up, and you think, oh, he's going to sleep with the mum. They start screwing, and then the mum walks in, and it's him and the daughter. So yep. it's like, doesn't mean anything. Yeah. doesn't go anywhere. We don't really address it again. Yep. It's just this weird aside. It's just, I don't know. Hmm. It's weird. But that scene where you said they're, they're having the slumber party, hmm. it's the weirdest slumber party because they are just sitting around in their underwear listening to music. don't have a music. problem with this, by the way. Well, I'm, no. I'm just saying it's... it's <laughs> and it's, we're, as, as you said before, we were watching it with my wife. And I turned around to her and said, look, did, did you have slumber parties <laughs> like this when you were a teenager? But she gave me that look, and then I stopped asking those questions. <laughs> but yeah, they're they're all in these undies, and her friend Lauren, who I think voiced one of the characters in Rugrats later on. Oh, she's yeah, she did. She's a, a lot very of prolific, prolific voice, actor. voice actress. But yeah, they're listening to music, dancing around. She's in these leopard skin g string and singlet sort of thing, mm-hmm. and then they start trying on other their undies mums, from their mum's closet. Their mum's lingerie. But the bit that I really love from this scene is when the little sister comes in and knocks the record, and there's this. Big record scratch and she just turns around and goes what are you doing spaz <laughs> and it's like you would never get away with that in a modern movie no but for me that was what really stood out it was that scene his chest hair the fact that he's not really a punk when they keep saying that he's this hollywood punk and just that scene where julie comes home and her mum's doing yoga and she just walks in the door and there's her mum sort of like bent spread over. eagle yeah. i had fonder memories that's for sure there is some classic Nick Cage moments in this, though. When he realises that Julie's dumped him and he's going to you know, not be with her anymore, he gets really drunk, goes to his favourite club in Hollywood, <laughs> and ends up having the worst awkward-looking sex with the girl in the bathroom. Yeah. And then gets beaten up by some Mexican drug dudes in the alleyway and then saved by his friend. Yeah. And it's a bunch of random scenes that aren't good. Yeah, it's just really random. It really is. Really. Really, really. totally random and totally random of us to pick that as our topic for the month. Yeah. But, but I, I did. I think I've been talking about it for years, two years. Saying, oh, I should rewatch it. Should we watch it? We have. It's done. Mm. Well, there, there was a little bit of a buzz because they were going to make a remake of yes. Valley Girl, and I think that's what caused it. And I think when we heard that there was going to be the remake, we we're all like, "Oh yeah, I love that movie when I was younger." Mm. But obviously, we have no memory of half the stuff we think we love. Well, just seeing these movies was such a novelty. To choose to see a film on VHS was a big deal. 
field to say, I could watch whatever's on telly or I could choose to see something. Yeah. And it had that awesome preview where he kicked the guy in the guts. And I was like, <laughs> I want to watch this movie. And I think they showed the girl singing too from the slumber party. Yeah. I think that would have been the trailer too. It's like, this looks like a romp. Yeah, it did. It looked like a fun romp. Mm. And again, for me, the music is really good. They play, uh, what is that, Melt With You by Modern English twice. Mm-hmm. And there's that song by Josie Cotton, Johnny Are You Queer, which mm-hmm. I remembered and you didn't. Nope. But Not Pretty in Pink by the Psychedelic Furs. Yes. Mm. Was it Love My Way by Psychedelic Furs? I think so. Yeah. It's very new wave music rather than punk. But and that's why I think he's, that's what he's meant to be. There's that one scene where Skip, the delivery boy, was going to deliver and it was the whole – well, he was. And <laughs> there was the whole, is it the mum, is it the daughter bit. Yeah. They were playing a song and you had to shazam it because we didn't know what it was. And it was actually by Sparks. Yes, yes. So I think I'm going to chuck that on the end of the episode because I didn't remember that song, but I think it is the best song so in the I soundtrack. say I love Sparks and I don't know Sparks, to be honest. Two things I know, two facts about Sparks. Sparks. One, they did a song called This Town Ain't Big Enough for the Both of Us. Yep. I think it was an original song by theirs, but Faith No More did a versus sort of version with them. Yep. And it's freaking awesome. Yeah. And I love it. And that's all I know that Sparks exists is because of that. And then I was listening to the Bad Movie Fiend podcast and they talked about uh, it was one of their disaster flicks. I think it was about a roller coaster. <laughs> and Sparks were playing at the theme park and everyone was super excited about it. So Sparks were a thing in about 1978. And they're still kicking them. And that's all I know. Mm. Now there's another song. So there's three things I know about Sparks now. Mm, I really should check them When it out. started, I was like, oh, could this be Wall of Voodoo? Is it Devo? And then you shazammed it. And yeah, mm. Sparks. So. Mm. I should really check out Sparks more. But yeah, getting back to the idea that they were going to make this remake, apparently they'd cast it, they'd done a bunch of filming, and internet douchebag Logan Paul was one of the characters in it, or one of the, the actors in it. And after that whole Suicide Forest thing with him and YouTube mm. – They've just pretty much canned it. There's no um, production company that wants so to he touch this movie. No, I think he was going to play the best friend. Okay, I, I don't know. I don't really know a hell of. I a mean, lot I know that. nothing about Logan Paul. I, I I know when that Suicide Forest shit came out. And that's all I knew about Logan Paul. That's the first I knew about Logan Paul. And that's the last I knew about Logan Paul. But that's Paul. really all you need to know about Logan Paul. It's just and I'm happy to not yeah. know any more by the sound of it because he's a dick. You know, it's no good. Exactly. All these Giving people, the wrong people a voice. Yeah. There are all these people that get famous on YouTube and think they can become legitimate movies and actors well, and they stuff. They don't think they can. They think they're entitled to, but it's other people are giving them the chance to. And that's mm. the worst. And, but yes. Mm. Anyway, that's Valley Girl. It was Valley Girl. What would you rate it if you had to give it a rating? I'd give it three spreader your yogas <laughs> out of six. See, I would give it two and a half weird chest hairs out of ten. Okay, <laughs> that's I, I do remember liking this, but no, I, I, I don't know why. The time capsuleness of it all is, is kind of interesting. And they do have that sort of weird valley talking, the way the girls Not it's like, as extreme as the Frank Zappa song, though. No. That's what I was... And not as extreme as, say, Bill and Ted, all that sort of stuff. But yeah. the girls are all whatever dude and all that yeah, sort of Yeah, it's not like, oh, yeah. my God, Becky. Yeah. No, that's English and wrong. So <laughs> no. Mm. Yes. Just listen to Valley Girl by Frank Zappa. You know what I'm trying to... Yeah. I, I, I think there is better examples of teenage movies. Well, I mean, that's the thing. We have been brought up and Pretty in Pink and Sixteen Candles yep. and all those things have come since and, and we've grown up on those and they are better. But anyway, we watched it. It's 35 years old. You don't have to. No. There's not, not enough there unless you want to see a little bit of early cage. But the seats don't. were there. And then we did go and watch a bit more of Wild at Heart after we'd finished watching this we just to get really a bit more cage. It again. It so, yeah. like, oh, yeah, I need some more cage. Maybe we should have just stuck to that and just watch cage. Mm. Maybe we should just give up on this and just watch a lot more Cage. I, I really need to see Bad Lieutenant because I haven't seen the Bad Lieutenant Nick Cage version. Oh, the second one, the 
the portal, Orleans, whatever. Yeah. yeah. Mm, do we really need it? No one needs it. No. All righty. Well, that's probably a nice place for us to wrap up our little mini for this month. Yes. We will be back in a couple of weeks with our normal episode. Mm-hmm. And until then, thank you, Mitch. No worries. All right. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Don't let it get me. Don't let it get me.